Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So, Cardinals getting beat up over the weekend. They head down to Texas to face arguably one of the best teams in baseball right now. And they do last night. Cardinals are in another one of those really frustrating slumps. And unfortunately, there are too many of them that are occurring this season. Cardinals had a chance last night. Now, take an early 1-0 lead over a really good Texas Rangers team. Rangers came back and... Took a 3-1 lead on their own, hitting some rockets off Adam Wainwright. But Wainwright stayed around for a better part of six innings, threw over 100 pitches, 106 as a matter of fact, before they took him out. And the Cardinals had a chance. Eighth inning, Cardinals tie the game. 3-3. Have a chance to take the lead, and they blow it. And I'll get into that in a second. And then in the last of the ninth inning, Texas comes up, gets a base hit from Nathaniel Lowe, and in comes Marcus Simeon with a 4-3 win. And... Cardinals' woes continue. That's four straight losses now, and they are 11 games under the 500 mark. Who'd have thought we'd be talking about the St. Louis Cardinals in this context? That just simply does not make any sense at all. And here you have a star player like Nolan Arnato who commits a couple of fielding gaps, and he admits it. He said, hey, I wasn't my best. One was a foul ball pop-up in which he and Paul DeYoung got their signals mixed up, and neither one of them caught the ball. It was a foul ball. The other one was a looper, and it occurred in the ninth inning, I believe, over the third baseman's head. Arnato gave it his all, got his glove on the ball, and couldn't hold on to it. And that set the stage for what turns out to be another loss. Texas is playing really well. They are 39-20 and on the year. That's 59 games. And that is, now keep in mind, the Texas Rangers are the former Washington Senators. That uh, combined is the best record in their history over 59 games 39 and 20 they're really good they have a lot of talent they're not unbeatable and i thought the cardinals had a pretty good chance last night and i do in these remaining games coming up it's pro baseball for heaven's sake but this team is not playing very well they are in more than a slump they're in a funk and it's resulting in some bad play Yeah, and it's not helping the fan base at all. And as we always talk about when we talk about the power rankings, it is a beauty contest because it's all decided when it comes down at the end of the season and your record and who's left standing. But Redbirds are falling fast on those power rankings. They have dropped. They've dropped, in this case, one place. But (laughs) with 30 teams, you can't really drop a whole lot farther. They're 24th of the 30 teams, and that's giving them a nod because they haven't played well enough to be in that position. But they are nonetheless 24th, 24th ranked. Number one, of course, is the Tampa Bay Rays, and they played outstanding baseball. And the power teams are right up there on the top, as you might expect, with the New York Yankees and the, the Tampa Bay Rays, of course, being number one, and all of the other powerhouses, Dodgers. All at the top of the list, but the Cardinals are way down there in the nether regions where they have not been before. Again, it doesn't mean anything. It's how you play on the field, and the Cardinals are 11 games under 500, and that says it all. Definitely does. All right, well, Royals on the other side of the state aren't doing too much better, are they? <laughs> well, they went, went go to Miami, and this is really interesting, too. They're playing in Miami against the Marlins. The Marlins don't draw very well to begin with. They're a good team, but they don't draw very well. And now tomorrow night's game and Thursday's game, if the Royals and Marlins play on Thursday, are opposite two championship games. One is the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. They play tomorrow night, and the Royals and Marlins are playing. 
And Thursday, it's the Florida Panthers and the Las Vegas Golden Knights in the hockey playing in Miami. Oh, my. That's a heck of a draw. Last night, it is a Marlins win 9-6. The Royals did hit the ball, but they couldn't stop a pretty good Miami team. They're dangerous. And again, another loss for Kansas City. The Royals, again, they're not this bad, but they are not playing very well at all. They're too young, and they need a lot of experience. So game two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Who's getting the dub? Boy, Las Vegas. They are skating out of their minds. They beat the Florida Panthers last night 7-2. Chase Bobrovsky, their goalie who's an all-pro goalie, got him out of there. And I'll tell you, Las Vegas is playing very, very well. And the Golden Knights are, are an expansion team. They're only, what, three or four years old, something like that. And here they are in the lead, two wins remaining from the Stanley Cup, the premier symbol of hockey supremacy and they may get it we'll see what happens next games are in miami coming up and they will be thursday night that's when they skate again on the ice in miami that tells you something anyway it's the golden Knights seven part of the panthers two and las vegas leads that series two games to none did oklahoma softball continue to dominate on the field yesterday they did but domination is only in the mindset of how you translate the description Played Stanford again for the second time in the College World Series. This is the NCAA Women's Softball Championships going on in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma has obviously home field advantage, but they will every time because that's where the World Series is played in Oklahoma City, which is about 10 miles from Norman. Anyway, Oklahoma went into the game with Stanford yesterday, their second game, beat Stanford earlier 2 to nothing. This time, Stanford takes them into extra innings. Now, Oklahoma, folks, was shooting for its record-setting 51st straight victory. 51 straight. Now, think about that. Well, it comes to the ninth inning. They're in extra innings, and Oklahoma gets a key double in the ballgame to drive in the uh, Oklahoma was visiting team, so Stanford would bat uh, last. But nonetheless, Oklahoma takes a 4-2 lead, and they hold on to it and win it. 51 straight, and now Oklahoma will play Florida State for the national championship, which Mike is best of three, and that starts tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. Of course, the first team to get two wins in that series is the national champion. Oklahoma is defending national champion and favored to win it again. See if our neighbors can pull it off. All right, according to reports, what is under consideration by the St. Louis Cardinals for getting some help as they need it desperately right now? Cardinals are admitting that they do need especially pitching, and there's been inquiry about maybe Paul Goldschmidt's availability, but that's really considered to be very unlikely at this point. The names most frequently mentioned as being trade bait are Alec Burleson, Dylan Carlson, and Tommy Edmond. Hands off Jordan Walker. Jack Flaherty? Well, he might come into consideration. He hasn't been the lights out that the Cardinals were hoping that he would be. And maybe the situation will manifest itself somewhere along the line. The trading deadline's not for another, what, five or six weeks, somewhere around there, the end of July. But it could come. Will the Cardinals even make a deal? Will they be in the hunt by late July? Right now, that looks a little iffy, and the Cardinals might be sellers instead of buyers. But we'll see. But nonetheless, those names have been prominently mentioned as possible trade bait. The Cardinals need help, not later in July. They need it now. Yeah, they needed it two months ago, Ned. We have got a bunch of sports left to talk about this week. I'll see you tomorrow.